You're tuning into the podcast series, We Talk Cyber with Monica, your platform for engaging discussions and expert opinions on all things cyber. For more information, check out monicatalkcyber.com and let's hop right into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode of We Talk Cyber with Monica. I'm your host, Monica Verma. Today, we have a very special guest. He is Lars Eriksberg, the CSO and CISO of DNB. Welcome, Lars Eric. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm doing fine here. Uh, stuck in at home office as most of us are in these days. But uh, as you can see around me here, live from uh, my six years old uh, room. So you'll see unicorns and teddy bears. So that is the normal, uh, new normal now. Honestly, I prefer that background over the blurry backgrounds that people have. So that's fantastic. <laughs> it's lovely to have you today, Asharik. And we'll talk a bit about cybersecurity approach and the holistic approach, how to deal with it and your opinions on that and your thoughts on that. And uh, let's start with, first, I want to give an example. So one of the security researchers uh, known as Dan Farmer said this, if security were all that mattered, computers would never be turned on let alone hooked into a network with literally millions of potential intruders. What is the biggest challenge that we are seeing in the way we approach cybersecurity? Oh, that is a good question. I see quite a lot of challenges, but I think uh, one of the main challenges is uh, merging the technological side and the human side of security or cybersecurity. Uh, and also making uh, us security professionals understand the business better as well. We can, uh, in today's world, we can't only focus on the technical side of security. We need to understand and support the business. We need to create security solutions that's actually working almost out of the box. They need to be pre-tested with the business. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, b- the biggest challenge I see is changing the way we work with security. That's the reason as you uh, start with having an holistic approach to security, especially for us uh, security leaders. Mm -hmm. We need to focus out of our box. We need to approach the business in a completely new way, I would say. That is one of the challenges I see from my perspective. Right. I mean, it makes total sense because if you look at it, there are a lot of companies that either believe they can just buy a security patch or buy a product and fix security. But on the other hand, there are then companies that don't want to invest in technology at all to fix or to better the security maturity level, right? So where do you see should be the focus and should one find a balance or how, how do you want to take, how do you recommend organizations and businesses take the approach to it? I would rec- oh, certainly recommend the balance to it. Uh, we need, of course, good technical security. Uh, that is the baseline for everything. But uh, the business as well uh, needs to understand that they're moving forward. And you go more and more mm. to the cloud. You have new solutions. Right. So the security work as well needs to be included in the business. Uh, mm-hmm. As you might see. DevOps, DevSecOps, uh, etc. We uh, need to have security from the beginning, from the planning phase, so that security isn't a hinder, isn't stopping the business. Yeah. But that the traditional way of working with security, to uh, put in a uh, like that is, as I think we have all experienced it. We come in late in the process. We right. Say, say that something is wrong. Security is not a business enable enabler. We are actually. Uh, 
hand the handbrake of the of the business sometimes at least it can feel like that that's what we see right i mean there is a lot of this uh still the concept of security hindering the business and you're talking a bit about security business enabling the business and if you talk about it from a cyber attack or cyber defense perspective you see that the intruders the cyber offenders are not just hacking technology they're actually hacking people right i mean one of the dnb has actually released a lot of reports now especially during pandemic how the cyber threat landscape changed and even microsoft recently came out with a report on exploiting a crisis how cyber criminals behave during the outbreak and what i see is a common pattern there was it's not just an increase in a certain cyber attack that is exploiting the technology but it's really a covid-19 themed cyber attack increase yeah. people exploiting the panic and how do you then ex- uh, how do you think is the right way for security leaders especially to help businesses understand that and to be able to ensure that businesses then listen to security from the very beginning of the development life cycle of devsecops developing a business providing services and so on that was a short and a simple question right <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i'll try to start and um, one of the most important things uh, as, I, as we do in dnb as well is uh, to focus on all parts of security as you say we've seen during the pandemic now but uh, actually that's we see it every day before mm-hmm. the pandemic as well that mm-hmm. uh, the intruders the criminals they used to pass of least, least resistance always from uh, the traditional very bad uh, google translated uh, emails uh, you know see they, uh, they are actually calling in on perfect norwegian mm-hmm. but uh, i also seen uh, attempts uh, they have been uh, claiming to be dmb security department calling our customers sending them to a new criminal to help them oh they are using every angle to hack in mm. it's not not only happening through cyberspace they use all combinations it's a you can get an email you can then get a phone call then it's an urgent message to click open an attachment because it's an urgent uh, transaction something and then they have to get a foothold so that is the challenge uh, as well today that you can't only buy security you need to also get the security mindset on the employees as well mm-hmm. so for a security leader that's a very important approach to get the balance between all the worlds and let the security professionals and the security architects focus on the technical side but the leaders must focus more and more on the business to make them understand that everyone all employees are part of your security system mm-hmm. that's something we're working quite a lot on That's a very good point that you point out here um Lasharik because you just also mentioned and touched upon a key aspect here which is the security mindset. So what role does actually security awareness play in that? Of course a very 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 important role uh, and also how we do it. Uh, I think that's also something we, we we try to challenge ourselves and how we talk about security. not only focus on the big uh, media cases the big bad cases but for uh, mm-hmm. and focus on that uh, you're not not allowed to do this you're not allowed to do this uh, this and that can happen but more on if you do this you can make your work even easier better involve us earlier makes make us understand the business we can help you we can support you we can be your enabler mm-hmm. that is uh, 
it's not a new way, but uh, I see it more and more in the society as well and all the businesses that are focusing on that part of security. On the more soft side, the human side as well as the hard technical side. Yeah, right. And that makes total sense. I mean, just an example, I was talking to my father the other day and he called me up telling me that some hotel change management called him during this pandemic crisis and just said that, you know what, we are giving you a free upgrade. You and your partner can get a suite for two nights and everything is included. It's complimentary. We just need your credit card details to book or reserve. There will be no money that will be deducted and all this over the telephone. And I usually actually spend quite some time helping my family understand what these things are. And I think that this security awareness bit is something that starts really at home and you need to spread yeah. it in the entire society. Yeah. And then I also focus on that every single employee plays a small part of the security system. It's, it's, your, it's your workspace, it's your colleague that can be a, a victim of a crime here. So it's, uh, it's about the small things as well as the biggest cases. And uh, as we have seen during the pandemic as well now, I would say that the focus on crisis management, continuity plans, etc., also is very, very important for most businesses. And uh, I think that has been a bit forgotten chapter in the security work. You need to have, the, as a, the start again, holistic approach, it's everything. Mm-hmm. Something will happen. That's also a uh, very important part of security work to actually say to the management, something will happen. We can never prevent everything. Mm-hmm. Also need to focus on what if everything goes down, what then? Right. The uh, right. crisis management part. Also uh, important work, so cybersecurity work. Right. And that's actually very correct because, I mean, actually the, the fields and the aspects of cybersecurity or security management along with risk management and business continuity, they're intertwined, yeah. right? You can't really it's, separate them. The they all thing. play, exactly. And that, that really is a holistic approach that I think businesses should focus on. Yeah. And you're very right in uh, recommending that. But you just talked about the fact that cyber attacks will happen, right? And um, yeah. how do you prepare for it? What do you do? So it just because I came across this example, which fits this scenario very well, Hilton was breached um, sometime in 2015. Actually, the attack started on them 2014. They already had some exfiltration of data. They discovered that sometime in February 2015. But it wasn't until November 2015 that they disclosed it to their customers and publicly mm-hmm. uh, gave the information. And they actually went through two different um, data breaches uh, that, that was ongoing. They even noticed a second data breach that time. And as a result, the New York uh, attorney slapped them with a $700,000 fine, which is just 0.00006% of the annual revenue. Had it been GDPR unreplaced, that would have been 4%. So how do you think when these things actually happen? So one is being prepared for the cyber attack and having the right controls in place and then ensuring business continuity when it happens. What about the communication part of it? I see the communication plan uh, as a part of uh, business continuity and the crisis mm-hmm. management. You always need to include communication as well. And uh, another example is uh, a successful example. We said the Norwegian Hydro, the case there. Right. They were open from the start. That's a quite unique case. Uh, big kudos to how they handle this. And that's an example for everyone else, I would say. Mm-hmm. Be open. 
of course something you can you can't uh, say everything but be as open as you can and that's uh, also say one of the main principles uh, from our security policy in dnb is uh, to be to create a positive environment and be open about security that's i think in the future now the winners mm. of a security breach are the uh, businesses that are most uh, early open communicating about it not try to hide it that's a mindset five ten years ago that was the uh, normal mindset don't talk mm -hmm. about it mm -hmm. but i think today you need to talk about it you must talk about it yeah that makes total sense i mean it fits yeah. right into your uh security mindset approach and i mean this is what is important everybody if they talk about what has happened to them and then when they talk about the data breaches that everybody will actually realize you're not alone in this you will learn from mm. each other you'll yep. basically support each other and you'll be better i mean this is what's happening instead of having the offenders that use the dark web for communication and basically use that against us we need to use this communication as well to the positive part of it even when we get attacked and breached yeah and we know that uh the criminals, uh, they are huge international networks. Mm -hmm. They are highly professional as well. They have a lot more, um, most pro professional ones have a lot more re resources. They have uh, normal organizations. They are pros on all sides. And they have a lot more resources than most normal businesses in Norway or uh, anywhere mm -hmm. else for that matter. So we need to cooperate, as you say. We need to be open. We need to share information, and uh, that is also why we and DNB this year uh, chose to uh, openly uh, public uh, publish uh, publish our annual threat report. We uh, right. Not a huge step. We I think it's a huge step. And it's a wonderful step. Yeah. So we need to be open. We need to share what we learn with other mm -hmm. businesses as well, and we uh, invite others to do the same as well because we can't win this alone it's not possible absolutely absolutely that was really a wonderful thing that happened i believe and it's a it's a step in the right direction so talking about the direction where do you see what are your predictions for the next year when it comes to how security is changing and the approach to building cybersecurity and also defending cybersecurity we are back again to the holistic approach because uh, the criminals used all all means to get in. They use all mm. domains. They use the cyber domain, uh, physical domain, uh, they, and they will most certainly try to manipulate us in all possible ways. That's also one of the chapters we have released in our annual threat report now is about the deep fakes, the use mm -hmm. of uh, AI to create both text, voice, and right. uh, video. So I think uh, our prediction is that they will see that technical uh, knowledge used even more mm. by fraudsters, by, by criminals as well. Right, they're getting better have, at it. Uh, they are. And uh, the first confirmed case uh, using mm. deep fake voice was uh, last year. Mm -hmm. They impersonated the CEO, made a phone call, made them transfer uh, quite a lot of money. And that was just the beginning. Imagine mm -hmm. someone breaking into a video conference using a deep fake video of your right. CEO. You're talking to him live. So the possibilities there are uh, quite frightening. I'm not sure if you are getting there, but uh, th that is something I, I believe we will see a lot more of. Use new technology, mm -hmm. they are on the edge. They are uh, not bound to all uh, our development cycles, etc. They just use the new technology to mm -hmm. 
uh, fool us, actually. Right. So we will just be seeing more sophisticated, but also just yep. simple ways of just hacking the people more and more in the next yep. years, right? And so we need to really focus on that area and ensure that we are prepared for it, especially with yep. the use of AI and all these technologies that would get better over time as well and being used both for the good and for the bad, right? That is yep, something that course. would be how, how ready we really are for mm. uh, AI-based uh, phishing and AI-based social engineering attacks and so on. Another example uh, as well uh, are that we, we see uh, regularly at, attempts on mapping our employees by phone, by mail. Mm -hmm. And that's also a classic. You see the most in, uh, advanced organized crime groups, they can use months, year to map, to get the information, to find the single most vulnerable point in the organization and then mm -hmm. use it. And uh, I believe also the Norwegian National Security Agency now, uh, NSM, right. uh, they also warned uh, that during this pandemic, they are uh, they think that some of the most advanced actors may have got a foothold in some uh, businesses. They don't have mm -hmm. uh, proof for it, but they're just waiting now, waiting to the panic, the crisis to calm down. And then they will attack. Right. They exploit yeah. their foothold. So they also, are they are very patient. Mm -hmm. An attack can go on for a year, two years. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's very correct. I mean, on average, I think uh, attackers sit almost two hundred days on an average yeah. before they actually before they are discovered. Exactly. And that's actually frightening, but also at the same time points to the importance of mapping your own attack surface before somebody else does it yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. Makes a little sense. Favorite quotes. I have quite a lot of quotes. I actually say I enjoy reading quotes. Uh, it's an important piece of history as well to mm -hmm. learn about the quotes and the meaning behind it. But I have one single quote that's been following me for many, many years. It's uh, an old, uh, in Latin, civis passum parabellum. Or mm -hmm. I don't know my Latin, Latin is a bit rusty, but uh, in English it's uh, roughly translated to if you want peace, prepare for war. Mm -hmm. It's an old uh, military expression, but I think that fits quite good to security as well. Because we need to prepare for the worst. Mm -hmm. Because we don't want that to happen. Right. But I think that's the mindset of most security professionals as well as the military as well. We are preparing for war. But we really don't want to go to war. But, right. but we need to be prepared if something happens. Mm -hmm. I think that quote is quite fitting as well for security work. Yeah, it's also describing the catch twenty-two of working with security. <laughs> if, you, if you do too much, you get uh, the blame. If you do too little, you also get the blame. Nonetheless, we have to continue doing our best to help the society yes. and our businesses. That's where it is. I think there is very little fame in the cybersecurity work that we do. But that's the <laughs> ethical responsibility. And I remember I, I think I tweeted and put it on LinkedIn a couple of months ago that security leadership will be more and more of the ethical role uh, than we have seen in the past. Because it really yeah. is about serving the business and the society for the greater good of the whole society together. Yeah, that is also one of the main reasons I like working with security. It's not just about the nitty gritty geeky details, but also, as you said, the social responsibility we have. Mm -hmm. It's not just about your business, it's about the society as a whole. That's why uh, DNB as well has, has included security as one of the four pillars under our social uh, responsibilities. And that's something 
Mexico makes me a bit proud to work with security. Actually, it's it's Absolutely. more than just making sure that something is not happening. It's uh, actually preventing a big, uh, huge social uh, problem. Right, right. And I hope that more and more organizations and companies take that approach going forward. It was so wonderful having you today on podcast series, Asharik, and it was wonderful conversations. And I learned a lot from you as well. And it's fantastic. So I just want to thank you on that note. Thank you as well for inviting me and giving me this wonderful opportunity to talk. It's I love to talk about security, so this is just perfect. <laughs> thank you. I'm sure we'll do more of that. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to We Talk Cyber with Monica. Do not forget to subscribe to We Talk Cyber in your favorite podcast app and YouTube channel, Monica Talk Cyber. Take care and continue tuning in.